do you want to talk about... Oh, yeah, we could just, just talk about numerology together. And well, then... what about Saturn? Oh, my God, Saturn! <laughs> uh, well, the... It wasn't the spacecraft. Yes. Cassini, yeah. I Cassini. guess. Cassini. I'm not sure how to pronounce it. But it was so sad. Did you read about it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It made me cry. The, like, NASA people talking about it as if it were, like, a co-worker. It yeah. It really made me cry. I know. I, like, was reading an NPR article where one person... Because it crashed into Saturn. Right. Like... And it... And, and at first, I thought that wasn't supposed to happen, but it was. Yeah. It was planned. Yeah, because they wanted to do that because... It had run out of fuel, right? Yeah, it had run out of fuel, and they didn't want it to run into a moon. Right. So they were like, we want to keep all the moons pristine. But one quote from one of the people said, but we will take comfort in knowing that every time we look up at Saturn, it will be there. <laughs> oh, and she, they were called... Europa. Yeah. Um, they gave it pronouns and, like, they, they, it had, like, a whole personality. Yeah. And even in her last, like, swan dive, as Empire yeah. called it, she was still collecting data. Yeah. I saw one quote that was, like, something that's, like, we can't count how many PhDs and, like, projects can be based on the data that it got in its last 45 seconds mm-hmm. yeah. because of it, it was sampling like molecules as it was plummeting yeah. to its death and like that's so intense because they don't know how long a day on Saturn is right and so they thought that maybe she'd be able to pick up the magnetic tilt yeah and, something and, about the magnetism yeah yeah and then also she opened up to let in the atmosphere stop how beautiful is that i can't deal with it yeah the part where it was like they just they had to decide to like she did they changed her path so that mm. something about she would bounce off of one of the moon's like gravitational forces to plummet into Saturn's atmosphere so it was like they knew for like but then also because of how far away it is it was I read something that was like they wouldn't find her last transmission was received like 83 minutes after she Mm. was actually destroyed (laughs) so there was like the time lapse where they like knew she was destroyed but like waiting for the it was either 83 minutes or 83 seconds either way Mm -hmm. like yeah but there there were people watching her last like transmission who had been working on this project for 20 years yeah over 20 years because she went into she's launched 1997 yeah yeah i think she like reached it in like 2001 or 2004 Mm -hmm. or something yeah imagine that's 20 years that's like a whole career basically like some people that's 20 years, a project you've been working on for 20 years, and then you watch it, like, ceremonially plummet <laughs> into a planet, Saturn. That's so crazy. Yeah. It really got me, man. Yeah. <laughs> it really got me. I, like, because you said, you were talking about it yesterday, and I was like, oh, okay. And, like, I'm always like, oh, emotions, whatever. And then, like, I was reading <laughs> it this morning, and I was like, okay, that's really beautiful. <laughs> kind of just, like, her whole mission. Yeah. And- education yeah and just how like just reading about nasa in general was just so cool because they were all just so excited about like exploration and science and discovering the universe and which we don't really know that much about like 
There's so much we don't know. I know. It was like the the desire to know and discover yeah. and explore. Oh, it was exactly. Yeah. There was this one quote um, where someone was like, "You know, you build this machine to go where we can't go. So not only are you putting like the best tools, the best technology." in it you're also putting your like hopes and Mm -hmm. emotions and desires and I was like that's so intense (laughs) that's so intense I know it was beautiful yeah but yeah so R.I.P. I know yeah and (laughs) maybe that's what I'm gonna get tattooed on me is like that spacecraft Uh, I think I've said this before on the podcast, but, like, space used to really scare me. Yeah. But now that I, like, read about it and, like, have kind of explored further into it, just knowledge-wise, mm. it doesn't scare me as much anymore. I'm more, like, interested in yeah. it now. It still scares the shit out of me yeah. when I think about it, just because I have, like, control issues, so mm. things that I don't know are really scary, but... I'm also, like, mystified by it. Yeah. Like, when I think about aliens, I get really scared. (laughs) Aliens really freak me out. (laughs) Yeah, my sister, they, like, that's one of her biggest fears. Oh, I'm sure. I love how she, because of her job, she's like, zombies aren't a real thing, but aliens. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I mean, it's, like, a logical factor. She's like, of course they exist. Did you watch that? Thing I told you to watch. Is no. that why you're saying that? No. <laughs> no, no, not yet. I would not have slept as well as night <laughs> if I had watched it. It's really good. It's really like red string corkboard mm. conspiracy theory. Did signs scare you? Um, you know, I don't remember. I've seen it a bunch of times. So, but I don't remember, like, the first time I... Mm-hmm. One movie that did scare me, and to be fair, I should not have been watching this at, like, eight years old, but it's a comedy, that movie Mars Attacks. Mm-hmm. That movie freaked me out, because I remember I was watching it with my dad, and I was, like, covered my eyes, and I was like, oh, like, tell me when it's not scary anymore. And he's like, the whole movie's like this. Oh, like, baby Michelle. Yeah. <laughs> scared of, like, a hilarious yeah. alien comedy. <laughs> but also, like... Oh. What the fuck? Why was my dad showing me that weird-ass movie? But that was, like, a whole thing. Oh, I love it. But back to the tattoos. Oh, yeah. Our fan base is hateful and apparently doesn't want you to get a tattoo. How many? There were quite a few votes, though, right? Yeah. There were, like, 21 votes. Yeah. And I still maintain that the majority were positive votes, but they were broken up among the yes categories. Only 40% said no. And I don't know who those people are. I know. I want them to show themselves. Because I know your mom didn't make, like, eight (laughs) Twitter accounts to vote no. (laughs) I don't know. She'd be able to figure that out. Who would have voted no? I don't know. I just hate. That's, like, half of the people who follow our Twitter account. Yeah, right? Hateful. I know. One of my friends did say, though, she's a Libra, and we've always, like, connected over it. She's like, if you get one, I'll get one. So what's the verdict, Darren? I don't know. Not yet. <laughs> I actually, I had another idea for a tattoo. Yeah. As well, a vulture. <gasps> Do you? Like a vulture skeleton. Yeah. Yeah. That red, what was it, the red bearded vulture that yeah. I sent you a picture of? That still is, like, one of my favorite things. Yeah. yeah. All right, well. Let's go to walk-in hours after we, after we record. <laughs> if we go to walk-in hours, we could record one day while just we're like there. On our phones, yeah, just like don't mind <laughs> the like tattoo gun. There's these two YouTubers I follow, Superfruit, and in the middle. Oh, I love them. Yeah, in in the middle of one of their, they did like a Q and A, 
And then one of the questions was like, would Mitch go get a tattoo right now? And they like <gasps> were like, okay, so they went and walked in and he went and got Spongebob. <laughs> what? He got Spongebob tattooed on him? Yeah. Is that the blonde a- one or the brunette one? The brunette one. Okay. He's like a big fan of Spongebob. Yeah. I wouldn't let you get a Spongebob tattoo. <laughs> he has like a whole gallery now of Spongebob oh, tattoos. Really? So like having them all together looks like yeah, pretty cool. That's but cool. yeah, he just like in the middle of the video and then they like came, they were like not even, they were in a hotel, I think, like on tour and like, so, so they, they just like searched, Google yeah, searched a tattoo place. They just place like and- stopped, got filmed at the tattoo place, came back to the Q&A and was like, okay. <laughs> We did it. Erin, we can do that right now. Yeah. No, we have to wait till after the wedding. Yeah. Okay. I'm going to start insisting after the wedding. All right. <laughs> um, so we're the adjunct yes. astrologers. I guess now we're, we're into the podcast. Yes. I'm Erin. I'm Michelle. And today we're talking about numerology. (laughs) (laughs) Numbers. Math. I'm Um, really bad at math, actually. Are you? Yeah. I, like, didn't... I was, like, on higher... In higher level classes all through high school except for math. Math was, like, the one class where I... Yeah. I'm actually really good at math. I'm sure you... I'm not surprised because I feel like you're really good at, like data and graphs and, mm-hmm. and stuff like that yeah and numbers yeah there was one time in the office where like I think Kit was trying to figure out how many boxes we needed or something mm-hmm. for and she's like so if it's this divided by this and I was just like 26 ah! <laughs> and she's like do you do that in your head you're a monster <laughs> you're, like, one yeah. you're one of those you're one of those yeah but I it's a lot of just like formulas and yeah. like figuring out I'm good at a lot of the stuff that, like, isn't technically, like, numbers, like, logic mm. stuff. I can, like, mm-hmm. figure out pretty well. I can do those, like, word problems I was mm. good at in, like, standardized testing. But math was, like, the class that I always struggled with. Really? That was, like, the only thing in school that I had to, like, try. Mm. <laughs> had to actually try. Mm-hmm. Chemistry, I was... Like oh, I science, like science math, the science <laughs> science side of math, I was better at because I could think of you know, I could imagine things and like draw them out, or uh-huh. write them out. But I never took like calculus or anything. Oh, I love calculus was fun. I took AP Chem and AP English. Mm. So I went to physics. I was just telling Dan this that I went to physics for one day my senior year of high school and was like. Nope. <laughs> Dropped it and took AP art, which is like what yeah. I had wanted all along. <laughs> <Great>. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, so with that yes. with that knowledge so with numerology. We're gonna talk about and I guess we started talking about numerology because I brought it up last week. Yeah. Because I was looking up movies about astrology and there are actually way more movies about numerology. numerology. Yeah. <laughs> and people who like believe in numbers. Yeah. Well, it's like, so both of us, we kind of both researched different, like, kind of what numerology was. Mm -hmm. I went down a rabbit hole of history. Nice, (laughs) nice. Um, So. Do you have any, I have like two or three kind of really feeling themselves quotes about numerology oh, from numerologists. Really? So should I read those? Sure, yeah. Okay. Yeah, and then I'll, I'll just kind of talk about the philosophy. Yes. Like oh, yeah. It. Right, yeah, right. Well, 
Pythagoras, right? Yes. Because yeah. I read some things that were like, it actually has nothing to do with Pythagoras. Really? Yeah. But mm. I didn't, like, research that. Those were, like, skeptics being like, mm-hmm. it's not it. But anyway, okay. So this is by a numerologist on his blog. Yes. By breaking down the patterns of the universe into numbers, we are able to uncover information about the world as a whole, as well as every individual. And then another another place. The science of numbers is more about the personalities of each number and how each number's trait alters the flavor of your life. So, like, this idea that based on your birthday or your name, there are numbers that can, like, determine aspects of your personality in similar ways to astrology. Mm -hmm. That's, like, one side of numerology is everybody, every individual has a set of numbers that can be used to interpret their destiny. Mm -hmm. Numerology, that side of numerology that I looked up was very much about destiny. Yeah. Ooh, interesting. Um... Yeah, so kind of like where it people believe it comes from, mm-hmm. some people believe, mm-hmm. is Pythagoras, and he was the one that he was a Greek philosopher in like 500. Pythagorean theorem? Pythagorean, yeah. Pythag- <laughs> Pythagorean? That sounds like a body. Uh, yeah, Pythagorean theorem. Um, I'm like, did I ever, I'm, I'm like looking at you and I'm like, I don't know. And then I'm like, wait, I have it written down. <laughs> That's like um, actual math, though. Yes, right? yeah. Okay. And kind of the, even though he never called it like numerology or mm. anything like that, he very much believed that everything had a numeric relationship. Oh, so that's okay. kind of where it comes from. Um, he's quoted as saying, "The world is built upon the power of numbers, and built on numerical patterns." He also was the one that figured out that music intervals could be expressed in ratios. So, mm-hmm. like, mm-hmm. one and two, that ratio stuff. Music that, theory stuff. Yeah. yeah. Um, and he also believed that the number 10 comprehends all arithmetic and harmonic proportions. Whoa. And so, like God, number 10 is tireless. So, like, you can kind of start to see the connection of, like, divinity and numbers in his thinking. Um, And he believed that all heavenly bodies were divided into ten orders. I don't really know what that means. Interesting. Um, I would have to do more research about that. But I thought it was interesting. Like, I can see where the skeptics are coming from. It's like, oh, he was a philosopher. He, like, didn't believe. But that was kind of the first recorded notion of the connection of kind of a more mystical power and numbers. Oh, okay. So, I think the skeptical thing that I was seeing was not necessarily disproving or, like, hating on Pythagoras, but hating on numerologists for, like, Mm. relying on Pythagoras as, like, a validating thing. Yeah. Because he did did have, like, legitimate discoveries about math. So I think (laughs) skeptics are like, if, yeah, like, Pythagoras, just because you say Pythagoras was a numerologist doesn't Mm -hmm. mean that numerology is, like, a thing. But I thought, like, reading about that, I thought it was really interesting because I feel like now there's, like, this very big divide between, like, religion and science mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. and kind of seeing that connected. It was interesting. Like, yeah. it, was, it was just interesting to read about. I read, like, very briefly about how before the Catholic Church really started to, like, formalize aspects of Catholicism, 
there were a lot there were a lot more like mystical numbers in the bible or like mm-hmm. certain numbers appeared a lot and but the catholic church like forever ago distanced itself from like yeah. 3 as a divine number cuz like you know father son and holy ghost mm-hmm. the holy trinity and then that jesus like was resurrected after 3 days and that three is like a big number, but now that's like super played down mm-hmm. that it has any sort of mystical meaning. Yeah. Well, I mean, in any kind of form of literature, like, it, there's number, there's yeah. like, you find themes like that. I don't know. So. Yeah. Like the rule of threes. In, yeah. In yeah. theater and stuff like that. Like if it happens three times, it's fun. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So that's kind of where, where it comes from a very broad overview right. of it. Uh, this is definitely Numerology 101. <laughs> yeah, certainly, like, Numerology 101. Um, there are so many, like, rabbit holes we could Oh, I know, I know. So you talked about, like, the personal stuff. Too. Yeah. Do you want to talk about, about that first? Yeah, I'll, okay. ta- I'll do that first. Okay, so... <laughs> Giant silence. Okay, so um, one side of numerology, like I said, is finding your life path number so personal numerology charts are based on two things one is the date of your birth and then there's a lot of focus on like your the name you were given at birth Mm -hmm. but that kind of made me uncomfortable because not all of us yeah some people change their name go by the name we were given at birth so I was like I feel like I'm not really interested in that as much I'm like more interested or intrigued by your life path or Mm -hmm. birth date number Because similar to astrology, there's like, it can determine your romantic compatibility, your career success, like, it's very much, at least what I was reading was very much about like, destiny and like the path that you're on, right? Your life path number. Um, And there are a bunch of other personal numbers you can look up. There's one called your heart passion number, and your expression number. But Life path number is sort of the main one. And let's see. Life path number reveals a broad outline of the opportunities, challenges, and lessons you will encounter on your path. Um, And this is calculated. So the easiest way that I found to calculate it, (laughs) last night Aaron and I were talking (laughs) about numerology, and I was like drunkenly trying to calculate We both had margaritas. (laughs) (laughs) And I kept adding up all the digits in my birthday and I got different numbers every (laughs) single time. And then Aaron was like, just let me do it. Just let me do it. But the easiest way that I found to do it is um, because the goal is you want to add up your birthday and then simplify it so that you get a single digit. Mm -hmm. So numbers one through nine. First, you reduce your month. So my birthday is 12-26-1991. Just in case you want to steal my identity. (laughs) So first you reduce the month. So I would do one plus two, which is three. And then you reduce the day. So I would do two plus six, which Uh is four. And then you reduce the year. So one plus nine plus nine plus one is 20. So that's... 31. 31. (laughs) Yeah. And then you add three and one to four. So my life path number is four. Um, so that's the way that you do it. If you're following along, you could <laughs> write out your birthday real quick. Yeah, yeah. Um, so each of those, each number, one through nine, has a sort of persona with positive and negative characteristics. Mm-hmm. Um, 
Apparently, they're also, for each number, each number is tied to a planet as well, as like a planet or the sun and the moon, Mm -hmm. but I couldn't find a definite list of what those were. That's one thing I struggled with researching. Yeah. Was like finding the definite stuff. Like it varied based on the source, and so I was like, I don't want to give any misleading information. Like there were some people who said the number one is associated with the sun, and then Another source said it was Mercury. So numerologists need to, like, get their shit together right. on the internet is all I have to say. And then I found that a lot of the websites you had to pay for the information. Really? Yeah. Maybe numerologists are, like, haters in yeah. the way that astrologers aren't. Maybe. It's a lot. I found that it was a lot more men writing about numerology, oh, whereas astrology, I feel like a lot of the sources we use are women. Yeah. Um. Or queers. Yeah. Uh, which was interesting. But okay, so... Do a thesis on that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, bye. I'm going to go do my PhD on gendered mysticism or whatever. <laughs> Did we just find your new life path? No, no, no. I'm doing mine on, on like, creepypasta. Yeah. That's what I want my PhD to be. Like, Slender Man. I already, I already like, committed emotionally. Yeah. To, just to the internet. Um, okay, 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 okay. So for each number... <laughs> so you're like, I had to call my <laughs> I just like sat there watching that. Because <laughs> every time I like study anything, I'm like, I could do a PhD on this. Yeah, and I'm like, yeah. what the fuck am I doing in my life? Okay, so for each number, I found like one or two titles for it that are sort of help characterize it. Um, so number one is the leader or the primal force. Mm. The leader is independent, creative, innovative, um, but also sort of can be stubborn or selfish or sort of a little caught up in their own independence. Um, but if, you're, if your life path number is one, it sort of means that you're really trying to go your own way, but you're also good at like leading a, a group of people. You're like self-motivated. Mm-hmm. Number two, which is, this is your, yes. your number, yeah, right? Number two. It was interesting because you were like, I didn't, didn't you say you didn't really feel like you... Some of the stuff, like, to, yeah. in one website, like like we said, it, there's a lot of varying information right. out there. One of them I did connect to. And yeah. One of, and then I read another one. I was like, ah, I don't know. So yeah. I'm interested to see what you So I, I found that the number two was described as the mediator or the all-knowing. Okay. Um, and things that I thought did resemble you, because I was kind of, like, thinking I was, like, trying to find traits that made sense. Intuitive and supportive, like, a mediator, like, I think you're a Libra, so mm-hmm. that kind of made sense, the, like, scales, detail-oriented. But one thing it said that I was like, this doesn't seem right, is that discontent or lazy or spoiled. Mm. And I was like, that doesn't seem right. But um, one thing that I felt... <laughs> did match you is it said that the like mediation can be both a blessing and a curse Uh, which I feel like has happened yeah um (laughs) one interesting thing is a lot of the sources I saw did say this this number had ties to the moon okay astrologically which is like very emotional right Mm -hmm. um so I don't know I thought that was interesting what did you what did you not feel like you related to about that number I can't remember uh, I feel like it might have been the laziness that I yeah, saw. Yeah, that you were like, like, nope. 
I would never describe you as lazy ever. I wish I could be lazy. Never. Maybe like like if I had to, I'd be like socially lazy. Mm. But that's not true. I don't I don't think it's laziness. I think it's it's like you know what you want yeah. out of your social life. Yeah. But maybe someone who doesn't know you might I don't know. Yeah. I don't think you're lazy. Thank you. You're like the least lazy person I know. Um, okay, number three is the communicator or the creative child. Hmm. <laughs> Which I was like, that's kind of cute. But so really imaginative, like a child, I think. That's where the creative part comes in. Expressive, both like creatively expressive, but also really expressive as a communicator. Mm -hmm. Um, Optimistic, but can be over the top, like a little like self-indulgent or like center of attention and superficial, which reminded me, I felt like this was kind of like the Leos of life path numbers. Mm-hmm. Like they're really creative and performative and talented, but they can also, that can like engender a bit of like self-centeredness. Yeah. But I thought like optimistic, that's good. That's a good mm-hmm. trait. Okay, number four, which is my yes. uh, life path number, the teacher or the foundation layer, oh. which I found a lot of like, conflicting information about this number but things that I definitely related to is seeking stability which is like my interpretation of my Capricornness mm-hmm. that I like financial stability emotional stability uh reliable which I feel like I'm pretty reliable as a person precise and then this this is what I was like I'm not boring because <laughs> one of the things was like oh because they're so um, intent on, like, laying a foundation and being stable, that makes them boring. And I was huh. like, I'm not boring. No. <laughs> I'm not boring. Um, distracted. And then, interestingly enough, it said that people whose life path number is four put very little effort into their appearance, which I feel like I relate to, but I was like, does that mean I just look like trash all the time? No, you look so cool <laughs> But I, I feel like I don't put that much effort into my appearance no like I'm I'm very like low maintenance like I care about like the clothes that I wear but in terms of like makeup and mm-hmm. that kind of stuff mm-hmm. I ca- I go back and forth between like wishing I could care about it and then just not having the effort at all yeah so I, I wrote down like looks like shit question mark hello <laughs> <laughs> so no. yeah the teacher I guess part of like the idea of the teacher is they're like an organizer which I I can see that but foundation layer seemed more like an apt title. I like that. Yeah. yeah. Okay, number five is the freedom seeker Ooh. or the dynamic force. Huh. So they're fearless, energetic, flexible, but also can be unstable or self-indulgent and restless. They're like, they really need to explore. And this, one of the things I saw said that astrologically it's like associated with Taurus, which mm. I feel like if I think of... People I know whose sun sign is Taurus, that's, like, pretty on par for them. Like, this restlessness. Mm -hmm. But that also, I feel like, could be, like, an air sign thing. Um, I know. I wish I knew, like, all my friends, like... Life path numbers? Life path numbers. I was really tempted to do a bunch of people's, like, do one for each, and I was like, that's too much. Like, there were a few people where I wanted to, like, do it and then talk about them, but I was like, yeah, I don't, I was Well, because I feel like when we talk about signs, like, I know the people in my life where their yeah. sign is, because it's very much, like, I it's more, like, pop people. culture. Yeah. yeah. And so I can switch connect to you. just asking yeah. people. Yeah. That's what we should do at the party number? tonight. 
Love it. <laughs> Love it. Get ready. Get ready, friends. <laughs> okay. Number six, the nurturer or the caretaker. And this one was like super gendered. All the mm-hmm. descriptions I read about it were super gendered, like motherly. And I'm like, whatever. Yeah. Um, so loving, self-sacrificing, loyal, but also because of that like protectiveness, they get like anxious and worrisome or they're idealistic to a fault. So I kind of think of that, that might be like kind of water signy mm-hmm. is that I, you know, I think cancer, one of cancer might've been the sign that we talked about that was like protective. Yeah. Um, okay. Anyway. Number seven, the seeker, intelligent, analytical, intuitive, but also because of their focus on truth seeking and intelligence and knowledge, they can be distant or sort of aloof and also really sarcastic but I saw that as, like, self-awareness, maybe. Mm-hmm. Like, they're a little too self-aware. So that's that's the seeker. That's seven? Number seven. Okay. Number eight. This one is, like, the evil villain <gasps> of life path numbers. Like, oh, I'm so excited. I, I did not see anything positive about, and maybe it's just my, it's subjective. Uh-huh. But, so the powerhouse. Okay. Business-minded, successful, power-hungry, likes control, which also can mean they're cruel and insensitive <gasps> or likely to be religious zealots. And I was like, what the fuck? Like, no one want to look up the life path numbers of all serial killers. I know, right? That's what I thought. Or like <laughs> all politicians. Yeah. Because none of those are good things. I was like, not one of, maybe business minded yeah. is a good thing. Business minded is a good thing. Not maybe. That's great. If you're interested in business. But like, Power-seeking, like, yeah. power-hungry, cruel, and sensitive. I'm like, there has to be something positive out there yeah. for that number. But maybe not. Maybe you guys all suck. <laughs> <laughs> Are you an eight? Let us know. That's, yeah. <laughs> Tweet at us if you're an eight. <laughs> Convinces you don't suck. Yeah. I feel like someone's going to tweet at us that's an eight, and we're going to be like, oh, you're, you're an horrible. Eight. <laughs> you're horrible. That's going to be my new insult. Are you an eight? <laughs> That's our new Gemini. Yeah. (laughs) Okay, and last but not least, number nine, the humanitarian. Mm. Helpful, cooperative, self-sufficient, giving, but also arrogant, which if I think about people who describe themselves as humanitarian, I feel like arrogant, that might be kind of fitting. Mm -hmm. Um, Overly sentimental and discontent. So those are the nine wow. life path numbers. Let us know if you connected with Yeah. Yours. I mean, I gave very brief overviews. But one website that I liked that had a lot of info was Astro Style, yep. which is the Astro path. Twins. Yeah. And they have, they have a nice breakdown for each number where it says, like, when you're in alignment with your number, these are your positive traits. When you're out of alignment. And it had a good thing about, like, what your goals might be based mm-hmm. on your number. Um, so Astro Style is a good resource. Yeah. Look out for some of those super gendered ones out there. Yeah. There, It was really interesting how numbers were described as either masculine or feminine. Mm-hmm. And I was like, that's gross. Well, that goes back to um, Latin. Oh, really? Yeah, because the numbers were gendered. Gendered, yeah. I, I guess that it was makes like sense. Odd were male and even were female. I don't know. But because of Latin, like the way their letters and numbers were written... Hmm. They, some of them are masculine, half of them are masculine, half of them are feminine. Gotcha. So that might, that might be where that it might be stems where it from, is, yeah. yeah. 
So yeah, cool. life path numbers. Yeah, we should read more about our specific. I numbers. know. Yeah, now I'm gonna ask everyone what their life path number. I know, right? And there's a lot of like romantic compa- compatibility yeah. shit out there. So yeah, if that's your thing, if that's what you're <laughs> here for. Uh, cool. So is that? Are you? That is it. Cool. Uh, so I researched the number of the years, kind of what that means, and I mainly concentrated on 2015, 16, and, no, 2015, yeah, I guess 2015 through 2018, kind of where we've been and what possibly could happen. Cool. Um, And also, if you're, one thing I read is that if your life path number is the number of the year, it's, like, harmonious, so thinking of, like, when it's something is in your sign, mm-hmm. like kind of that whole, it, it correlates the oh. same, similar. So, so how do you calculate? It's just the same way, adding up the numbers of the year. So right now we are in a one universal year. So it would be two, two plus zero plus one plus seven. Mm-hmm. So that's seven, eight, nine, ten. Then mm-hmm. one plus zero. So one? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And so... Each year, I also looked a lot at Astro Style and the woman's name. It was a num- it's a numerologist that they oh, have cool. writing. Her name is Felicia Bender, and she is like a website. And she explained it. I really like the way she explained it. Is a universal year is kind of like the landscape that you're like driving on. Oh, yeah. Cool. So okay. and it, it affects like larger issues and kind of the world as a as a whole. Kind of right now we're in a universal year one. They're nine-year cycles uh so last year was nine the year before that was eight um oh they add up that way yeah uh, they have like recently so because two oh 2016 is a- yeah that's so crazy <laughs> oh yeah. wow wow um, okay so bender calls eight nine and one so that's 2015 16 and 17 kind of a three-year push it's the end of a cycle pushing into a new cycle okay so it's kind of interesting to think about what has happened in in those years um 2016 was a nine and so that kind of is the end of a cycle um truth (laughs) yeah it often has the sense of a conclusion letting go transformation um it's kind of a year that we can feel things changing and this changing can often cause discomfort Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. (laughs) stuff like that so 2017 the year we're in now is a one universal year and it's kind of you see the intensity of the last two years kind of playing out and coming into um kind of coming into fruition but it's also a good year to concentrate on independence initiative achievement and individuality um, because it's kind of like the leader, uh, it's like you're starting something new. And you should look at kind of the bigger picture in in this year. Um, thinking about like long-term goals, like kind of thinking about how things will affect you for a long time. Or like the world for a long time. Like that can be thought of in a universal year one. Also thinking about leadership. Like leadership is really big in, right. in a year one. And then also... And ex- like experimental attitudes, and and I kind of took that as like a shifting of attitudes, like mm. like seeing how your attitude could change in regards to to different things. So that's kind of the last year and this year. 
Um, but 2018 I found was really interesting because it's a 2 slash 11. So. <laughs> Wait. Yeah. Oh, because 11 is like one of the. Yeah. So numerology um, reduces everything to a single digit except 11, 22, and 33. So, so those are like master numbers. And 11, and this is kind of where like the gender thing plays in because 11 is believed to combine the powers of the most powerful male and female um, in mythology. And so Zeus is a one. And Hera is it too. Hmm. So it's believed to like hmm. to combine those two powers. Right. They're considered like opposites, but the, the opposites aren't in conflict in this year. They're okay. kind of like working together to make things stronger. So the mediator number yeah, two. Yeah. Um. So it symbolizes like a potential push of limitations, but in like a positive way. Okay. So like kind of people changing their perceptions. Uh, the planet that's ruling this year is the moon, uh, 2018, and a lot of, I read, like, on a few different websites that next year could be really good for art. Um, really? Yeah, art and kind of artists. Because of all our feelings? Mm -hmm. The moon and all yeah. our feelings? Okay. Yeah. It's a time when you can start to feel more secure and relaxed, because we've gotten through what Bender calls that, that, um, three-year push, and, uh, it's a time to kind of be creative and diplomatic, and it's the peacemaker. Num number two is the peacemaker. So it's a kind for, like, a time that could be more secure, more diplomatic, kind of maybe start to resolve some of the issues. In the Fingers <laughs> crossed. Yeah. yeah. I'm obviously projecting. <laughs> <laughs> but some of the negatives are that um, it can be a very emotional time because mm. it's the moon. And then also I read laziness too can can kind of occur in yeah. a year two because you're like settling in and like kind of settling into this like security that you haven't felt for, for a few years. Right. So I had a really hard time finding – I wanted to find stuff for all of what every year meant, and I couldn't. Um, or I could find it on, like – but it was very different varying sources. Yeah. But I really like Bender, kind of what she had to say in her research. It was, it was very thorough. Um, so she kind of had that about the – the past few years and, and the upcoming year. Nice. Yeah, so 2018. Fingers crossed. Could be good. But don't be lazy. Yeah, if you're an artist, you know, really tap into that moon. Uh, yeah, so that's all I have. Nice. Yeah, yeah. And Felicia Bender, she has a website. It's FeliciaBender.com. Cool. So, yeah. <laughs> Janet's Planet. <laughs> Janet's Planet. <laughs> Janet's Planet. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, numerology. If you know anything about numerology yeah. or if like, you're interested in it, let us know. Email, Email us. us. Like, with sources or yeah. kind of what you what your experience has been with it, I guess. Because um, it's interesting. Yeah. It's, it's very interesting. I am a little bit more skeptical, as you were saying in the <laughs> yeah. beginning. But people feel that way about astrology. Yeah. So. And they have no problem telling it. Yeah. So. I think, um, I, yeah, I'd be interested to hear if people have, like, lucky numbers. Because oh, yeah. I have lucky, I have a bunch of lucky numbers, but none of them happen to be my life path number. No. I, like, don't find four a lucky number for me. Huh. All mine are, like, Odd numbers. Three, nine, mm. five. I've always liked the number... I have always liked the number two, but I think that's just because I like my birthday. Mm. Ten out of two. Yeah. So that could very much be it. <laughs> Maybe. Yeah. I do like even numbers. Oh, that's... 
Yeah, I yeah. really like odd numbers, I think. Mm, maybe because you were born in an odd year. Three has always been a good number for me. Yeah. It's considered, I mean, even in astrology, it's considered like a divine number. Yeah. So email us, tweet at us. Bye. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> cool.